When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm your host, Ariana Bravo, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Lewis Hamilton has taken pole position in qualifying for the Hungarian Grand Prix, leading a Mercedes 1-2 with Red Bull's Max Verstappen ending up third behind Valtteri Bottas. The Mercedes and Red Bull cars will head into the race on split starting tyre strategies after Verstappen and teammate Sergio Perez used the soft tyres to set their best times in Q2, where Hamilton and Bottas got through on the mediums. Max Verstappen topped Q1 and Q2, but Hamilton led the way after the opening runs in Q3 with a 1 minute 15.419, as his title rival was unable to match his best time from the middle of qualifying. Ahead of the second and final Q3 runs, Verstappen emerged from the garage right behind Hamilton, who drove very slowly in the final warm-up tour as he stayed ahead of the Red Bull. With the clock ticking down as a result of the slow preparation lap driving, Verstappen only just made it across the line to start a second Q3 flyer, while Perez missed out but held on to fourth. While Verstappen did improve to a 1 minute 15.84, it wasn't enough to get him ahead of either Mercedes car, with Hamilton's pole secured ahead of his teammate. Pierre Gasly put in a fantastic lap to beat Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc to 5th for Alpha Tauri, with Esteban Ocon and Fernando Alonso 8th and 9th for Alpine. Sebastian Vettel rounded out the top 10 after running an offset Q3 strategy, completing his 1 minute 16.75 on a solo run in the middle of the final segment. It was a tough day for Daniel Ricciardo, whose personal best on his final lap in the middle segment was not enough to get him through to Q3, and things also did not go to plan for Carlos Sainz, who lost the rear of his car running through the final corner on his first timed lap in the opening segment, with the Ferrari sliding sideways across the runoff area and slapping the barriers side on. 
I am joined by Alex Kalinorkas, Autosports Grand Prix editor. Alex, it feels like I haven't spoken to you for a while in the podcast. How are you doing? Hello, Ariana. Yes, I'm very well, thanks. Yes, it has been a while after our uh, mm. the uh, the bubbles restriction at Silverstone meant that uh, you couldn't join the live podcast and I had to be in that ridiculous self-contained booth that kept me away from Codders and Jess uh, as per the uh, the you know the, the the bubble restrictions which you know we do happily abide by because of you know without them it would be impossible for formula one to go racing i think that formula one and the fi are doing a very good job with that so yeah we just had to make sure we were were quite strict in how we did to that so that was good although again yeah apologize to the list apologies to the listeners for the uh, for the last time i appeared on the podcast where i was extremely muffled because of that face mask being over my face but uh, but well worth it but anyway yes good to be back and um yeah very intriguing qualifying session really set up for the race there was an explosive press conference afterwards it was uh, it's been a pretty good day overall let's get straight into it all lewis hamilton pole position mercedes car has looked pretty strong all through this weekend actually those upgrades that the team brought in silverson obviously paying off and he managed to get the car exactly where he wanted it right yeah is i think there's a combination of two things i think mercedes just generally quite surprised to be as close as they were to Red Bull because Red Bull still has the fastest package it's a high downforce yeah. track Red Bull has has more more downforce and basically in in in, in practice it was sort of estimated that you know one of the teams calculated that one of the teams I spoke to yesterday calculated um Verstappen at being about half a second down on the straights compared to Mercedes so they were like well Red Bull's got a lot more to come in terms of engine power but also it's it's producing quite a lot of drag and that's something that we've seen sort of with these the, the current cars the, the 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 latest regulations the latest specifications you know the drag problem is quite significant so what Red Bull did was obviously turn the Honda up and then according to, to Lewis Hamilton actually he was observing this um swapped to a skinnier rear wing and it just just didn't quite make the difference enough uh, but I think it's also fair to say that Red Bull are, are underperforming rather um so far this weekend I think that Max Verstappen has been quite open about that you know there is quite a there's quite a tricky and strange phenomenon going on which is despite the scorching temperatures at the track all the teams are finding it very hard to actually switch on the front tyres and it seems that Mercedes just managed to hit that sweet spot that little bit more. Lewis Hamilton talks about the work they did overnight really paying off. Whereas, you know, Red Bull, he's got the sense that Verstappen was just a little bit frustrated, you know, okay, he topped Q1 and Q2, but never really got it together. You know, he goes slower um, in, in Q3 than he did in Q2, at which point he'd already had to abandon what is typically the, the, the strongest starting strategy of getting through on the mediums because he, his time just wasn't good enough. He, he, Red Bull felt he would have been at risk um, of being knocked out in Q2, so they had to put him onto the softs. Um, so yeah, a combination of Mercedes working very nicely coming to the fore and I think Red Bull just a little bit underperforming. Now let's talk about that uh, slow lap that Lewis Hamilton did because of course lots of people discussing it online as always we always see uh, the heated discussions on social media but just talk us through what he was trying to do there and you know whether it was allowed or not because as far as we've heard it is completely in his right to do it I think even Christian Horner has come out and said that yeah he had track position he can do that if he wants but can you just clarify what Lewis was trying to achieve with those slower that slower lap there yeah, so basically, according to Hamilton, the plan was, yep, yeah, we've just got to drive a little bit slower because we know we're at the back of the queue. Okay, the two Red Bulls are behind the two Mercedes cars to give them enough space so that when they went through all their regular tyre preparation stuff on that warm-up lap, when they came up to the final corners, they wouldn't catch the back of the snake and the rest of the Q3 runners. Um, so basically, he was just building a, 
a buffer to sort of accelerate into but what was a bit weird was how slowly he was driving in the pit lane and particularly at the pit exit now the pit exit bit yeah fine you could say he was that was yeah, that was part of the tactic to build that gap to then go into but the pit lane bit was a bit weird and he was sort of definitely looking in his mirrors at max and he didn't he didn't really explain that thoroughly because it's, it's the pit lane there's a set limit you know there's a set speed you can go to and um, but yeah you know he can do what he likes on his warm-up lap ultimately he only screwed things up for himself really because the tyres just weren't there the front tyres just weren't there and he ends up going slower um, but again I mean also it, it comes back to, to what we've said on previous podcasts Max can overtake him he has the option of doing yes. that I know there's this, this gentleman's agreement that you know oh blah 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 you know you're not supposed to do that but especially that's that's more really to in the final few corners but yeah it, again you know it, it comes down to it if, if, if Verstappen was so concerned about what Mercedes were, were doing he should have got on with it. And and to be fair, I don't think, you know, Red Bull, as you say, Ariana Christian Horner doesn't seem to be particularly uh, aggrieved, despite spending apparently mm. much of the last two weeks being particularly aggrieved with Lewis Hamilton <laughs> after Silverstone. Um, but Max as well was just like, look, you know, that 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 even if I had warmer tyres, because basically they, they all came in with, with two cold um, tyres um, for the final Q3 runs. He was like, it's not going to find me four tenths. So he just he just knows yeah. that it's not, it, it wasn't, it, it, Hamilton didn't cost him a, a higher spot is what Verstappen seems to feel. Let's move on to Max Verstappen and let's talk about that press conference that you just mentioned. As you said, a bit explosive. So let's give our listeners the details of exactly what went down there. Yeah, so I don't have the exact quotes to hand, but I, I sat through it on the on the Zoom call listening to it. And um, basically, uh, Tom Clarkson, the, the the press conference host who hosts it on behalf of the FIA, uh, sort of started to, to to ask a question of both Max and Lewis about you know the potential for another flashpoint at the start of the race. Because what, what's interesting with the Red Bulls starting on the soft tyres, which Perez will be on as well in fourth place, that gives them a slight advantage off the line. So there is the potential that if Red Bull make a great start, we know Mercedes have got a little bit of well a lot of historical history with poor starts Bottas had a terrible one here this time last year um there, there is the potential for the Red Bulls to come forward and be challenging the Mercedes at the first corner which is just like the first opportunity for like the next round of the, the, the Verstappen Hamilton wheel-to-wheel fights that we've enjoyed so much this season and which of course boiled over so massively at Silverstone so Tom Clarkson starts to ask this question and Max just, just cuts across him and he's just like, oh, I'm just sick of this line of questioning. Can we just stop it now? It's stupid. We had to do the whole of Thursday talking about it. And like, you know, I, I understand why he's frustrated, but also, you know, I, I mean, I, okay, fine. I would say this. I'm a journalist. I'm part of the media, but it's our job to do that. It was the first time um, that Max had spoken to the media since Silverstone, of course, because, he, you know, he was taken to hospital after the crash. So, of course, he was going to get asked about it. It's, it's, it's strange to you know, to, to question why that would do. I guess his point is, oh, you're trying to, people are trying to whip it up into being more than it is. Well, I'm sorry, mate, you're the two championship challengers that have collided. That's a massive talking point. Of course, you're going to get asked yeah. for it. You're going you're to get asked about it for years, Max. Like, like genuinely, whoever wins this title, especially if like, say, Red Bull never wins another race, it's going to be something that's going to be constantly referred back to. So I don't like this sort of, this this fury, this shutting down of questioning because they're legitimate questions that that that, that need to be answered. I mean, to be fair, Lewis, Lewis didn't want to get into it either. So, you know, that's fine. That's just their want. You don't, you don't have to answer these questions, Max, but you've got to respect the right of people to ask them. And it's, it's not, I don't think it is going over the top, as I said, to ask about this because, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe there are some, some publications that want to uh, flip things up and, and drive clicks and controversy. Fine, whatever. But th- there is still legitimate questions to be asked. Yeah, exactly. And everyone is looking forward to tomorrow very curious about how it is going to play out and I mean like you've said with the amount of drama that has happened over the last two weeks I mean I don't think it's a surprise that the questions are still coming and 
it won't be the last of it. It definitely won't be. So, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, well, well, we'll just see how Max fares for the rest of the weekend if any more questions do come up about it. But let's park the Max and Lewis chat and let's talk about their teammates, Valtteri Bottas and Sergio Perez. What did you make of both of their performances today? Of course, Valtteri Bottas lining up beside Lewis on the front row. He was looking really good through the practice sessions and really comfortable with the car. Um, great for him so far this weekend. Checo missing out on that final lap because he didn't quite make it to the line. But what did you make of their performances in qualifying? Yeah, very, very good from uh, from Valtteri Bottas. Um, yeah, I think he, he sort of just said he wasn't wasn't happy with how things wasn't uh, in terms of like in terms of the session progressed from his own personal point of view because he just thought he wasn't at the limit. The switch to the medium sort of disrupted his rhythm and that meant he couldn't quite match Hamilton in terms of um, getting pole position. But nevertheless, he beats the Red Bull. He beats the faster car on paper, um, or what we know is the faster car in in, in Verstappen's hands. So yeah, brilliant, brilliant performance there from Bottas. I was particularly pleased as well to hear him defending his teammate being booed uh, in the press yes. conference that that was that was pretty good because you know it's, it's never nice to see these things you know it's we want this this theater and this 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 atmosphere you know that it is good but there's 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 so many there's there's just so much awful sort of nefarious nasty well we know blatantly racist nature when it comes to people directing things towards Lewis Hamilton at times so it's just there's just this edge that I think needs to be taken out and I thought it was it was very good to see um to see Bottas uh, uh, doing that so so good on him and then in terms of Sergio Perez I mean there's there's been a gap to Verstappen uh, all weekend um but you know he he but he achieved the maximum he well he achieved the the minimum I should say rather in terms of putting his Red Bull in fourth place you know it was quite clear that he was never really going to get through on the mediums because you know he tried it but it just you know he, he, he was very unsafe whereas Verstappen it was a, a tight a tight cool thing so but still he ends up fourth place on the same strategy as his teammates so I think you can have to say that's, that's a pretty decent session uh, from Perez you know recovered there was there was there was real danger that there'd be some uh, some Ferraris McLaren Gasly and the Alpha Tauri getting among, mm. getting ahead of him and and he saw them off so so fair play to him well done. Yes, on that booing note, I was watching in one of the garages, um, in the F1 garage, and you could hear it through the paddock. Um, Absolutely mental, to be honest. And yeah, not really necessary. Um, Not too nice, I will say that. I think that, you know, all the drivers are there doing a job, providing us entertainment, putting their lives at risk. And I'm I'm not sure that booing is necessarily the correct response whatever driver you may support Uh, and yes and yeah hats off to Checo for getting those improvements because at times at times in practice sessions it wasn't looking too sweet for him but managed to bring home a solid uh position there in qualifying let's just quickly touch on the tired choices because as you mentioned the Red Bulls will be starting on the softs whilst the Mercedes in front of them will be on the mediums how do you think that could affect things tomorrow how much of a difference do you think it will make or do you think actually we might it might not be end up being that much of a talking point anyway well I, th- I actually think on on, on paper and well so let, let's put it this way um theoretically I think it sets up mm. a really really fascinating race if it stays yes. dry, there's going to be this constant, oh, will it rain? Will it, will it blah, 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 whatever it is. There always is. Inevitably, it won't and it'll rain, you know, just after the race finishes and everyone in the paddock gets soaked. However, it does, we, we have seen, you know, there have been wet races in recent years at the Hungara Ring. And if it does come down, apparently it's going to be massive thunderstorms. But I think the danger, the real danger day was today. So I think, in terms of the forecast, but anyway, who knows? But like I said, I'm getting, I'm, waste, I'm wasting everybody's time by getting into weather forecast predictions when it comes to Formula One. But 
the the, di the difference in the starting tyres, as I said, I think it sets up a fascinating dry weather race because essentially Red Bull, Verstappen said that Red Bull just felt it was too much of a risk that to, for him to be knocked out in Q2 on the medium. So that's why he's gone for the softs. But Pirelli reckons that the fastest strategy is actually a two-stopper, which involves starting on mm. the softs. That said, it involves having to overtake your rivals on track, which means Mercedes on the mediums, much more likely to try the one-stopper. So basically, it's, yeah, you know, in clear air all the time, two-stopper is quicker, but you're going to have to come up and, and battle by your rivals. But Red Bull does have the fastest car, so I think it could be a little bit more like we saw in 2019. We saw in Spain earlier this year. Red Bull's just got the more aggressive strategy. That said, Mercedes can counter it. They could put their cars onto a two-stopper. And what they've got in their favour is that by starting on the mediums, it just gives them that a lot more flexibility in terms of what they do. They could maybe leave Bottas out on a one-stopper, put him from the mediums onto the hards and give Hamilton another set of mediums, maybe the softs at the end, something like that. And it could shape up to be a really, really, yeah, um, uh, uh, what's the sort of phrase? Sort of, it could, you know, simmer nicely into a good conclusion, hopefully. Probably got my cooking yeah, metaphors fingers. mixed up there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> crossed it does exactly that because we want all of the entertainment on race day but let's move away from the top two teams and talk about some of the other drivers and of course we're going to start with Pierre Gasly who had an incredible performance today to get that P5 position he'd said coming into this weekend that you know he wanted to wrap up this first half of the season on a high he wanted to make up for more difficult weekends that he's had recently and that's exactly what he set himself up to do I spoke to him straight after qualifying actually um and he was in great spirits he was so happy um couldn't quite contain his smile and yeah really nice to see what did you make of his drive yeah very good again you know it's, it's that it's that it's he I think there's some quotes coming around he said he was surprised to be fifth and I think well we've got to the point now where he's been so good over the last you know year and a half it's not a surprise anymore it's just it's almost mm. typical that he will be that excellent and it's a surprise when he when he isn't there which obviously wasn't the case today uh, in fact the team sort of suggesting that the real key for uh, Gasly getting into get, getting such a good result in Q3 was actually what he did in Q1 which he did put such a such a good lap in early in Q1 he could save a set to use in Q3 and that 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 apparently according to the team made it made a really big difference because gives him that extra run you know not having to go out and use tires early in Q3 you can you know straight away find the limit on the on the new softs and then do it again on the final run and he was very very close to, to, to beating Perez to P4 but as we said Perez did just enough uh, to stay ahead of uh, ahead of Gasly he did he did indeed but yeah hats off to Pierre I mean shouldn't be a surprise like you said he has been incredible uh recently few hiccups but he when things go right they certainly go right for him but he lines up ahead of Lando and Charles the midfield is super super tight how do you think think how do you think things will pan out between those drivers tomorrow yeah it's interesting I think um I think either either Gasly Norris or Leclerc any one of them can actually have beaten Perez that's how that's how close and uh, close and tight things are uh behind in, as you say in the midfield Ariana but yeah it's gonna be interesting. I think Ferrari are quite confident you know they went pretty well mm -hmm. in the race here last year at least with Sebastian Vettel and they seem to have made progress with the with those um with those uh that tire management factor that happened them so badly in, in the in the French Grand Prix so they're probably my pick considering how well they went at Silverstone but McLaren like Norris has just been so excellent this year I think Gasly's going to have a, a real he's going to have a, a you know a hard time a hard time of things apologies keeping 
Leclerc and Norris behind him, I would say. Um, but yeah, I think um, Norris just, again, a bit, a bit but in terms of Leclerc and Norris ending up behind Gasly, both of them just seemed to struggle that bit more when the wind picked up in Q3. I think Norris as well was another one, had to use an extra set of tyres in Q1 and that just cost him that, that crucial, you know, being able to get that momentum up uh, in Q3 with that, that extra set there. You mentioned the Ferraris there, so I think now is the perfect time to move on to Carlos Sainz. Not the result that he would have wanted in qualifying today, especially considering he was actually looking pretty strong before that accident, right? Yeah, he was. I mean, it, it, was, it was another weekend where it looked like he was pressuring Leclerc and it was going to be another strong weekend overall from the Ferrari lineup. But yeah, he just said that basically... Apparently he enters that the corner, the last corner in, in, in Q2 on his first run, about five kilometres per hour slower than his, his previous lap in Q1. But um, there was a massive tailwind that just, just caught him out. You know, he, ha- he holds his hands up. It's my mistake. He shouldn't, he didn't, you know, just didn't grab it in time. But, you know, very difficult to to, ho- to keep hold of that considering the, the aero profiles of the current cars. But he sent him into a massive oversteer and from there sideways slapped it into the barrier. And uh, and yeah, he was out. And it's, uh, yeah, very, very disappointing for science, as we say. He was looking, was looking strong before that. But, um, but yeah, just, just unfortunate just just didn't catch the catch them the moment in time how do you think he will fare tomorrow in the race though do you think he'll be able to fight his way up the pack to a decent result or do you think it'll be too difficult given how tight that midfield is tricky for science because it's also the 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 track layout the you know the narrow confines and when you don't yeah. have a car that's got a massive pace advantage like we probably see with mercedes and and the red bull even if you know if they're on different strategies could be quite quite interesting with them but I think with yeah with the with the crowd in midfield it's going to be tough to make progress so he's you know he's got a lot of a lot of work to do uh, tomorrow but you never know maybe Ferrari can try something different because of course they've got you know pick of the pick of the tyres to start on outside the top 10. Another driver that will have a pick of the tyres is Daniel Ricciardo who had difficult day today especially as we've said before when his teammate is putting in such solid performances knocked out how well what went wrong for Daniel is it just more of what we've seen in the season so far just struggling with getting to grips with that car essentially yeah he calls it um a bit of a sad reality for the moment in terms of just just hasn't got the uh the, the confidence to get you know to the, the full limit of the McLaren we know he's struggling when it comes to turning and braking and that shouldn't have been too much of an issue here but it is obviously making a big difference when it comes to comparing him with Norris but yeah we saw there was that moment he came out of the, the turn six and seven chicane and just just got a little bit too wide and unfortunately you know such tight margins it does look like that cost him he didn't he didn't think you know it was a huge moment and to fair it didn't look like one but yeah just just cost him uh, very close getting uh, getting through ahead of Sebastian Vettel. I want to discuss George Russell because he was out in Q1, and I mean, it's a compliment that we're also shocked by it. Um, but that was a bit of a surprise, actually. And we are so used to seeing him making it out of Q1. And I believe this is the first time this season where he hasn't, correct? It is, yes. That's that's why it's a surprise. So I don't. Th- I think Q3 would have been a would have been a real stretch for Williams. I think sort of the Austria Q3 was 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 really on merit. And I think in Silverstone. They really felt they lucked into it with the fact that, considering it's an airfield, there's very, very little wind, and the Friday, the qualifying taking place on Friday night, meant it was in cool conditions, which brought that basically brought the track to Williams. So that's how he ended up in Q3 in Silverstone. It was just a lovely bonus for the team. But uh, yeah, back to back to reality uh, in Hungary, because effectively what the team was saying was that the, the really hot temperatures just caught them out, and when it came to making the, the crucial improvements to the car overnight in terms of you know moving on the setup so that it would go as the track of 
involved and the track got hotter they thought things would stay cooler so some of the changes just just didn't just didn't quite work out for them and it's, it's so hot I think Dave Robson at Williams was saying that it reminds him more of um, the last few years Formula 1 went to Malaysia rather than Hungary that's how warm it is out there so yeah just unfortunate for Russell but as you, as you say Ariana it's, it's we've become so used to seeing him get out of Q1 it's more again sort of reverting to the base pace of the car really that that is essentially still where the Williams should be it's just that he's able to get it you know through concentrating on qualifying pace from you know from, from being from being the exceptionally fast driver that he is he has been able to get it further up on the grid than it sort of really deserves to be and then as we see the natural limitations of it bring it back in the race so um so yeah that's what happened to, to Russell today he also sort of said you know it felt like the car was driving me which is always an amusing uh, amusing thing to hear someone say but I think he's sort of just saying that he just wasn't wasn't fully on top of everything because of the nature of the way that the conditions were changing things for them and it just wasn't it just didn't all come together as it has perhaps so wonderfully earlier on in the season for Williams. We've still got the race to go and of course anything can happen in the race so we will see how everything pans out for all of the drivers across the pack. Before I let you go Alex who are you going to predict will take the win tomorrow? That's a tough one. That's a really tough one. Yes it is. (laughs) I think I just have a feeling that Verstappen will win this. I think even though it looks bad on paper, God, I've been saying that on paper, that, that reference all throughout this podcast. <laughs> Apologies for not having anything more original to say. Sorry of my life. But anyway, um, basically, I think I think that actually maybe that might turn out to be a good thing. Maybe it means that Red Bull can go aggressive. You know, if there's a safety car, maybe they can adapt to that. But um, but yeah, this is also this is obviously, of course, assuming that he that Verstappen and Hamilton get through the first corner or the early part of the race without making contact as much as I know he doesn't want to talk about it anymore but there we go yes so I'll pick Max to win if uh, if there's no crash at the start of the race which obviously I'm not hoping for oh well there we have it we will see how it all plays out tomorrow Alex thank you so much for joining me and chatting a pleasure as always that is all from us we'll be back tomorrow after the race to bring you all of the action So, yeah, sit tight and enjoy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast. From Mickey D's? From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. You don't need a reason when the one and only hot and melty sausage McMuffin with egg is just two fifty. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.